0: Hello, and welcome to another Inside Lyme podcast with Dr. Daniel Cameron. In this episode, Dr. Cameron will be discussing the case of a 66-year-old woman who developed a bullseye rash indicative of Lyme disease and later developed acute kidney failure. The article was discussed in the American Journal of Medicine.
1: I'm happy to join you.
0: Thank you. So this article was by Mishra and colleagues and titled Disseminated Uremic Migraines, can you talk a little bit
1: uh, about the, the case? Yes, she's um, a 66 year old woman who uh, initially you know, had a tick bite on her right groin and then she had a rash. We're always trying to tell people that when they know about Lyme and how complicated Lyme is that if you see a tick followed by a rash is it's so much easier to treat Lyme disease you uh, sometimes don't get a bullseye rash, sometimes a flat red rash. But when we look in hindsight, these authors discussed the 66 year old woman who ignored the rash. She did have a history of obesity, hypertension and hyperlipidemia, but uh, it still uh, reminds us how important it is to take a tick bite followed by a rash serious.
0: So over a two week period, the woman developed a a fever and malaise Um, But one month earlier is
1: when she had the tick bite. She now presented with a a disseminated Lyme disease. That is, she had multiple red rashes on her arms, legs, and lower back. So we initially sometimes get a flat red single rash, but the infection goes into the body and can comes out of the body to the skin in multiple locations. My experience is that they're not usually raised. They don't typically have a bullseye pattern. They're not a very impressive, these kind of rashes, but disseminated means that we increase the chances that this rash is Lyme disease. And that some of these rashes can be rather large. The other problem that she had now was that she had a lot of symptoms. She had a fever, intermittent fever, malaise, and fatigability. And so you put that together, that tick, the rash, now disseminated rash, and the right kind of symptoms is that Lyme disease is increasingly the probability. Lyme disease is the problem.
0: Now, this woman's uh, symptoms were severe enough that she was actually hospitalized.
1: She was admitted with acute renal failure. Now, normally, we'd much rather treat Someone like this uh, at the time of tick, or at time of a rash, or even disseminated rash, but it shows again that uh, in hindsight is that we might have uh, been able to treat her before she had this uh, medical problem. She comes in with acute renal failure. Creatinine is normally like one, one point two, point nine. In this case, it went up to four point four nine, which is cre- rather high. Dialysis is something that's often necessary if the creatinine is in that five or higher area. Now, sometimes you get lucky because acute renal failure, once you fix whatever is wrong, the kidney will return uh, quickly to its normal function. In this case, the woman did not need to have dialysis.
0: Now, this is kind of an unusual case, right, and, and an extreme case, because she wasn't actually diagnosed with Lyme disease and, and tested positive um, on the Western blot until she actually had the acute kidney failure.
1: Somehow, the uh, authors reported that she was diagnosed with Lyme disease. Now, that may have been because of the history of tick bite or rash, or it could have been sometimes they'll order Lyme disease test but she had a Western blot test that was positive. It was the IGM type. IGM is what you might expect in early Lyme. And that makes sense because she's only had a tick and a rash and been sick for a month. And uh, the diagnosis was made, she was treated.
0: Can you explain a little bit about how she was treated?
1: Normally as an outpatient, we prefer to use oral doxycycline because it treats Lyme disease but it also treats many of the co-infections that are in a tick. But if you're in the hospital and you're sick, in this case, acute renal failure, it's pretty common to make sure you have a catheter in your arm and give intravenous ceptriaxone. She ended up with two of the leading therapies. Her kidney functions improved, in part because of hydration, that is the fluids that she gets, this combination of IV septraxone and oral doxycycline, and they discontinued other drugs that may have led to acute renal failure. She had Losartan, which she used for hypertension, and nonsteroidal anti inflammatory drugs are things like Advil. In order to uh, try to correct the acute renal failure, she had all of these measures, and uh, the kidney function returned to normal.
0: Patients, the people often think that if you have Lyme disease, you're going to see a rash. They look for the rash, so, but that might not fit in this case.
1: More than half of people with Lyme disease uh, never see a tick, but they also often never see a rash. And if they see a rash, like in this woman, if they're not seeing a perfect bullseye rash with a clearing in the middle, they'll dismiss a rash. Now, in this case, I always tell people if they have a tick and a rash, even if the rash isn't perfect, you should uh, put those two together and uh, diagnose Lyme disease because that's that's Lyme uh, 101.
0: Now, in this case, the rash progressed, right, from a uh, bullseye rash to disseminated. Do you see that frequently in your patients?
1: I usually see one or the other they'll come up with disseminated Lyme, or they'll have a rash. This is rather unusual that you had that gap in time from the original rash to disseminated. Now, they're both considered relatively early, and they're considered easy to treat. But just because they're considered easy to treat, a one-month delay is not helpful And also, even if they had treated exactly at the very beginning, there's still some treatment failures and some people need more than the standard antibiotic therapy.
0: What's the risk of Lyme disease once uh, a rash is identified?
1: The risk is that maybe one out of three individuals will have some chronic symptoms or chronic illness uh, months later. In fact, there's a particular type of problem called post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome. Post-treatment means they've had some treatment and it's Lyme disease syndrome. So I'm not a big fan of that name because it implies there's no infection. It's severe fatigue with cognitive problems and pain and poor function. I just would rather call it chronic manifestations of Lyme or chronic illness related to Lyme. Everybody has their own term for it. I don't like post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome because that implies that you know there's no persistent infection. And if someone uses that term, they'd rather not treat with an antibiotic when they get the diagnosis. You're left hanging as a patient. And if you're still sick, all they offer is to treat the symptoms.
0: Now, this art, this article, in this case report, fe- um, focuses on renal failure. Have you seen a renal failure associated with Lyme disease in any of your patients, or is it a common occurrence? I've only seen
1: renal failure in dogs of my Lyme disease patients, because that's a fairly uh, common presentation for a dog. You know, Normally, you always think of a dog being lame, but renal failure is actually pretty common. And they don't know why it affects dogs more than people because of the timing of this case is it makes you wonder, are there people who have some renal disease where Lyme disease is a factor? Usually they'll just stick with you know non steroidal drugs, uh, blood pressure medicine, something uh, dehydration, but the this makes you think, so I'm glad the authors uh, presented this case. Because somebody's taking care of somebody in a hospital with acute renal failure, it's would be still reasonable to make sure one doesn't overlook Lyme disease.
0: Do you think this patient's hospitalization um, could have been prevented?
1: I think that it's likely this would have been prevented with the facts that are laid out in this case. The um, woman had, uh, you know, known hypertension, uh, that that, and other illnesses that could have contributed. But anytime you have a systemic illness that involves the immune system, involves the problems that she had, it's certainly worth looking for an underlying illness. Uh, Just because I haven't seen it in my practice, doesn't mean it doesn't uh, deserve some kind of a look-see. And also because mine is an office-based practice, I'm not sure how often in acute hospitals they see any renal events uh, related to Lyme disease.
0: And we should point out too that the bullseye rash is actually uh, definitive for Lyme disease,
1: right? Well, it's over 90% probability. You know, there's sometimes rashes with clearing in the middle that might be um, a skin rash, like a fungal type rash, ringworm. And, you know, once in a while you'll get other things that uh, mimic it. So it doesn't happen often, but because Lyme disease is such an important illness even if it's a 90% chance that that's Lyme, I always encourage treatment because that's a treatable illness. I do have to mention that Lyme disease rashes typically should be over two inches in diameter. Uh, and sometimes they're right at that edge. They're like an inch and a half, an inch, and they might not be quite enough to to call a Lyme rash, but then you have to look at the whole story, all the other symptoms. The reason they don't look at tiny rashes, like half inch or less, is that the tick itself could irritate the skin and give like, a, you know, different kind of rashes and be very irritating. And it might give the illusion that it's a Lyme disease rash. Big picture is look at the whole story, not spend all your time only on the rash.
0: Hey, what are your thoughts regarding the treatment for this case?
1: Well, I thought that she probably could have gotten better with doxycycline if she had gotten treated in a timely manner. But given there was this delay and given that uh, now she presents with acute renal failure, she ended up having to have intravenous, which uh, in hindsight might have been avoidable if uh, she had gotten treated in a timely manner.
0: And what do you think the most uh, important takeaway is from this case report?
1: We hear so much about a tick in a rash or no tick, no rash, and we're treating clinically. So because Lyme disease has such effects on the body, systemic problems, immune problems, is that anytime someone presents with an unusual illness or even a straightforward illness like acute renal failure, I always find it's still uh, worth looking for Lyme uh, as part of your history and treating for Lyme if there's a clinical presentation of Lyme disease. In this case, uh, she uh, had a good outcome, which I'm happy for.
0: So now, this is not the only case report that you've written about that involves uh, renal failure in a patient with Lyme disease. You actually have two other case reports on your blog, on your website.
1: Well, that's the problem with being in practice, is that I'll see a wide range of medical presentations that even if I haven't seen renal cases, I did write about two kidney cases in my blog. So sometimes my blog allows me to share cases that may, I may not see, despite how many years I've been in practice. But this blog about this woman and these two other cases reinforce the need to look at renal issues in Lyme disease.
0: Yes, and certainly to, to pay attention to any rashes that appear on around your body, and particularly after a tick bite. So thank you, Dr. Cameron, for joining us, and we look forward to more Inside Lyme podcasts.
1: Thank you for leading the discussion, Darlene.